0: Hello, I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by RAIN Worldview, the premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Find out how RAIN can help you stay ahead of global events at rainnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. The long conflict between the government of Ethiopia and rebels in the Tigray region of the country was, for a brief time earlier this year, almost halted. You see, the Horn of Africa, of which Ethiopia is part, is facing one of the most severe droughts in recent history, and 10 million people are at risk of starving. The conflict only exacerbates the suffering, and now fighting has resumed. Here with details is David Newman, a global security analyst with Rain. Welcome, David.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: Before we talk about the recent fighting, can you give us a brief overview of how the conflict in Tigray has developed over the past few months?
0: Yes, of course. Uh, So the biggest development this year was, like you mentioned, the March humanitarian truce. Uh, Now, this was initially declared by the Ethiopian government, and soon after it was accepted by the TPLF. The ceasefire essentially led to this cessation of what was 16 months of armed conflict. It killed thousands of people, displaced millions, and generally left the entire region in a dire humanitarian crisis. Now, what followed the ceasefire was a general cooling of the conflict, Aid was able to begin trickling into the region again, and only limited incidents of shelling and whatnot occurred, so that overall the violence significantly diminished. Now, this ultimately led to the hope for official peace talks, but since then the process has been fraught with confusion, uh, with conflicting information, as well as disagreements over the preconditions for the talks themselves. For example, uh, just talking about the preconditions, the TPLF continues to demand the reestablishment of public services in Tigray, which those have been absent in the region for over a year now, and neither side has agreed on who will actually serve as mediator for the talks. The Ethiopian government insists on the African Union mediating while the TPLF wants the now-former Kenyan president, Uhuru Kenyatta, to mediate the talks. But then there's also this slew of allegations and recriminations that, at least in recent weeks, have led to the clashes that we're seeing today. On August 17th, the Ethiopian government announced that it had drawn up a peace proposal, Uh, but then the TPLF declared it as an obfuscation, uh, they claimed that the Ethiopian military, uh, while launching this quote-unquote peace proposal, had launched heavy artillery on Tigrayan army positions just two days prior, which the Ethiopian government then, of course, denied. So basically, we have you know five months of little to no violence, but also very slow progress toward formal peace talks, which at this point have now pretty much been derailed by the renewed clashes.
1: So let's talk about the recent fighting. What can you tell me?
0: So the recent fighting erupted on August 24th. So as of this recording, roughly a week ago or so, uh, it took place near the town of Kobo, which is located on the Amhara side of the amhara Tigray border. And true to form, both parties have blamed each other for instigating the fighting. The Ethiopian government stated that the TPLF attacked on its eastern front, and the TPLF claimed that the Ethiopian military, as well as Amhara militias, struck first in the direction of the town of Alamada, which is in southern Tigray. And then, to add to the accusations and uncertainties, On the same day, the Ethiopian Air Force also claimed to have shot down a plane that was reportedly carrying weapons intended for the TPLF, which was flying from Sudanese airspace. Now, I should note that there currently is no evidence to suggest that that claim is true, but nevertheless, uh, Sudan has called the Ethiopian ambassador to Khartoum to discuss this. Uh, But moving on, on August 26th, Uh, Reports indicated that the Ethiopian military carried out an airstrike on Mikkel. Uh, This is the capital of the Tigray region, thus escalating the clashes. And then soon after these reports emerged, the Ethiopian government put out a statement saying it will continue to target Tigrayan military forces. uh, But it also warned residents in Tigray to avoid areas near facilities and military outposts that are associated with the TPLF. Since then, there have been conflicting reports regarding TPLF troop movements. So around August 29th, it was reported that the TPLF had taken control of Tokobo, which was the area where these clashes began, as well as Waldea, which is located further south and closer to the capital of Addis Ababa. As of August 31st, the Ethiopian military launched another round of airstrikes that hit Mikkel, while also claiming that the TPLF had launched an invasion toward the area's bordering Sudan, which then, of course, the TPLF denied. So, lots of unclear information here, but the bottom line is that the fighting has resumed, and notably has lasted at least a week at this point, with no signs of abating.
1: So looking forward, where do you see this conflict going over the next few months?
0: Yeah, so there's a few scenarios here. Uh, But first, the obvious and important thing to note is that the clashes effectively put an end to the March humanitarian truce. This makes it a major setback to the peace process as it essentially dissolves whatever talks were previously underway. So the central question moving forward is whether or not the fighting will be sustained, where it will take place, and for how long. So here a few scenarios can emerge. The worst case would be that the clashes lead to sustained hostilities, and we revert back to where we were in, say, November of 2021. This was basically a situation of all-out war, heightened humanitarian crisis in Tigray, and its surrounding regions, and the TPLF poses a direct threat to Ethiopia's capital. Short of that, we could see sustained and or intermittent clashes that stop short of the capital, or even remain confined to Tigray. And finally, we have this best-case scenario, uh, which would be that the two parties clash for now, they de-escalate the situation, they declare another ceasefire, which could potentially bring them back to this proverbial diplomatic table. Regardless, any kind of resumption of hostilities will severely worsen the humanitarian crisis in Tigray, especially given that it will restrict imports and distribution of humanitarian aid, which the United Nations has reported that This kind of aid is needed by nearly 90% of the region's population, especially as famine looms amid East Africa's worst drought in four decades. Finally, though, even if another ceasefire is declared, we're still back to this political impasse between the Ethiopian government and the TPLF. Core demands will stay the same. They'll remain directly opposed to each other, and the disagreements that I mentioned previously over the preconditions to the talks will also remain, but they'll remain with simmering tensions over these recent clashes. So altogether, this will make the conflict susceptible to future violent flare-ups like we're seeing now. So that said, while the best we can hope for is a return to a truce in the short term, even that might be asking for too much at this point.
1: David Newman is a global security analyst with RAIN. Thank you for that analysis, David.
0: Thank you so much.
1: You can read David's work in RAIN Threatlens, which is an app that delivers strategic and tactical intelligence for global organizations. Find out more about RAIN Risk Intelligence and RAIN Threatlens at RAINNETWORK.COM. That's R-A-N-E-Network.COM. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.